0: Hey everyone, this is George Soto and you're watching Startups Unedited. Ash, how are you? Hey, what's up, bro? So happy to be here. Thanks, man. I really appreciate your time. I'm glad we got the the shot set up. (laughs)
1: Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's California sun for you, bro.
0: Absolutely. Well, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your background? How do you actually become this like individual who's helping so many people, young people, millennials, get inspired about entrepreneurship and starting their own businesses?
1: Yeah, happy to do that. So I've been an entrepreneur myself for almost ten years. Uh, I've done different aspects of being an entrepreneur. I've uh, co-founded one or two companies. Uh, I've been a community builder. I've both on a local level and on a national level working with groups like uh, Startup America, the White House, I've written books on entrepreneurship, and I've mentored hundreds of entrepreneurs on the pitch side and how to uh, get their brand position, communication, more on the media side. And I do a lot of media kind of content and things of that sort. But uh, one day, uh, I did an interview with an individual who's a really well-known kind of fitness entrepreneur. And we had just developed this total bromance and I was, and we just hung out and we're just and after and he's like, what do you really want to do with your life? Like you've got all this great stuff, but there's something that's lacking in like, you know, your profession or whatever. And I said, you know what? I want to create a new type of uh, media company, a way that could allow early stage companies and younger hungry minded comp- entrepreneurs get the right content, have ways for themselves to get promoted, kind of feel like they're part of like a movement, like a community. And they can get helpful content from investors and mentors and then be able to buy like products that can help them become a better entrepreneur. And that was kind of the, the genesis of uh, Young Grief.
0: That's pretty awesome. Well, you're based in LA now. We share a couple mutual friends, yeah. Cam Kashani out there. Yeah. Shout out to Cam. She's awesome. You know, Cam, I love you. Uh, yeah, the god godmother of some of you over there. You know, what's the latest and greatest right now? I spoke to the Mucker guys the other day, Tony Adam. I don't know if you know Tony. Yeah, I've of heard. Mucker. Yeah, so uh, Tony and I go way back. What's the current state of the LA startup ecosystem?
1: It's thriving, and I, and I mean that with sincerity. Um, I think what's happening I, – I always use this analogy that uh, LA and the greater LA areas are like 10, 15 years behind – the momentum that Silicon Valley has Silicon Valley for among many reasons. One of the reasons why they thrive so well is they have a lot of in in-grade networks. They have a lot of like, just, you know, access to capital down the street. You have all these accelerators, workspaces, things like that. There's a lot of money in LA. There's a lot of great entrepreneurs in LA and there's a lot of great people who want to give and help. And I would say that, um, that's now you're seeing that more and more emerging. So um, look out for the next few years, but I think it's pretty upbeat, pretty positive. I think, the Dollar Shave, the Dollar Shave Club acquisition was something that was definitely a great example of a community built venture because they went through a uh, venture studio. They got local investors outside of other investors, of course. They got a lot of people on their exec team that were, you know, local founders and mentors and advisors and staff and all those things. And so they that, went
0: through science, right? Yeah, Is yeah, my the science children,
1: yeah. They went through science. And uh, so I think that's an example of more things
0: to come, you know? Awesome. Yeah, let's unpack that a little bit. What was that for the community? I mean, that's a big deal, right? To go from Dollar Shave Club, LA, kind of like base startup that was really taking this kind of a traditional market and, and really, really sort of modernizing it, right? Being able to create a subscription service, yeah. you know, for shavers, for shavers right? Who, who would have thought? What did that actually mean for the community? Like, were people going just absolutely nuts in, out of excitement for the community?
1: Yeah, they were. And I'll tell you why people were excited. Um, the team has really done a lot with the community. So I have a, I have a good friend. She's a uh, really one known tech journalist. Her name is uh, Jessica Naziri. And like the day that that acquisition got announced, she posted on Facebook. Like, I'm so proud of these guys. Here's like an interview I did two, three years ago. And if you read that interview, the guys are hungry. They just wanted to like hustle. They wanted to like make a dent. They wanted to like do what they needed to do. And it just shows you that, like, they, this wasn't, like, an overnight game. This was, like, something where they, they built it, they hustled, they made their pivots, I'm sure. And, they got, and the community just involved with them. It's not um, – I'll give you an example where that didn't happen. Can I give you that example? Yeah, totally. So you've heard of Oculus, right? Yeah. Okay. So Oculus is interesting. Um, they, they got bought by Facebook, mm-hmm. and eventually they left SoCal. I mean, that's kind of weird, right? I mean, you, yeah. you, you develop your platform, you're in SoCal, and then you get acquired, and then you kind of like, all right, peace, we're going to the mothership in Palo Alto. Sure. I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, that's, that's just an example of something that's a big success in SoCal, but it's not a community-grown thing where, like, they were with you from day one, and they're helping you throughout all the stages. no. You got some traction, you got acquired, you packed up. So I think Dollar Shave Club is the antithesis of that typical model where like, oh, if you get acquired or this, you have to go to New York City or Silicon Valley.
0: Totally. And I think I would argue that if you look at where publishers are and you look at consumer-facing businesses like MySpace, remember, LA, right? You know, the bands and the whole nine. Yeah. Yes, Facebook was started out over there in um, – in uh, in Cambridge, but you know, if you started to think about the celebrities on Facebook that really started to drive a lot mm-hmm. of engagement, all those sort of you know at Twitter we used to call it vi tweets, you know, um, you know these VIP users, and so if you start to think about those folks, where are those folks? Those folks are in New York. Those folks are in LA, right? And LA is massive for for content. So I'd argue it's a great market for consumer-facing stuff as well.
1: Yeah, not just that, but I think we get cool. So we we. We're not like New York city where we create like these fashion brands, but we, I think the lifestyle of SoCal makes the branding and the way we position ourselves is just cool. Like if you look at these consumer brands, they're kind of cool for their industries. They look like like, honest company. It's like a cooler version of selling like products to help moms. You know, you look at dollar shape club, like it's, it's inherently just a cooler, like, subscription box to get like basic razors which is not like a novel thing but they just made it cool yeah we have that cool factor and i don't know i think it's the socal vibe that brings that
0: well, let's talk a little bit about creating a movement as a yeah. startup. I mean, you're creating a movement right now, you know, with Youngery and all yeah. the amazing things that you're doing. You know, we we immediately fell in love with the concept when we first connected. Yeah, what is that all about? And if I'm a startup founder, how should I start to be thinking about this concept of I am creating a movement? Sure,
1: sure. So I want to give you a quick backstory on why this whole movement idea kind of came about for Youngery. So uh, there's probably two people involved with Youngery that have really helped me shape this type of thinking. One is my co-founder. So he's the co-founder of the fitness brand I mentioned. is called Shreds. Now, Shreds sells fitness products. They sell whey protein, fat burner pills, nootropics, just stuff to make you get fit. And if you study Shreds, they're all about, we're here to change lives and we're not stopping till a million people's lives are transformed. Very big, bold statement. Uh, one of our advisors for Youngery is a, I call him a entrepreneur rock star because he literally is. I mean if you look him up his name is Ryan Blair. He wrote the best selling book, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain. And he's the CEO, co-founder of a fitness product company called Visalis. And if you study Visalis, which is I mean I'm not gonna bold you know brag about their numbers because they're privately held, but they're doing really well. The key that's made Visalis really well is that They, they unite people who want to lose weight, get fit. And they do these 90 day challenges. Like be part of the Vaisalus family, join the, join the campaign, join the revolution. Last part about this example, you look at the best political campaigns, Barack Obama. Yes, we can, Mm -hmm. Um, love him or hate him, but Donald Trump's make America great. It's like a, a movement for getting a certain type of voter, right? Yes, we can. is for like a certain type of voter for Barack Obama. Even Bernie Sanders to a certain degree did the movement and is why he connected with so much of the mass in our country, mass amount of people. I got, when I did Youngree, one sec, sorry. When I was doing Youngree, we first were positioning it as a content play because at the end of the day, Youngree is if you want to go to the business model, a site that provides amazing content, a way to connect with entrepreneurs and e-commerce products. Now, that's one way I could position Youngree or we can, truthfully say no we're a movement to unite entrepreneurs. We're like the ESPN for entrepreneurship. We we celebrate entrepreneurship culture. And the moment we shift
0: Amen man, I love that. You know that gets me fired up.
1: I love that bro. I can see the way you're like gritty. (laughs) So the way the way I positioned it with our team and learning from guys like my partner and Ryan Blair and these other examples, you know, we're we're not here just to create a great business and thrive. We're here to also really empower this entrepreneur generation and what i love about uh entrepreneurship is that it's borderless it's it doesn't matter what culture it doesn't even matter what your political affiliation is it doesn't even matter where you live to be honest um if you're not being human absolutely being human then we're here to help you thrive and um why i'm bringing this all up to answer your question now to get that was the past now skipping the focus about your question um To be, to create a compelling business, I feel the future is finding that commonality with your core community and making everyone feel and be a part of it. And then you create an authentic base of people that just want to make it go epic. So Youngry's ecosystem or our core audience are three types of people, entrepreneurs, mentors, and investors. The movement to unite entrepreneurs Investors want to do that because they have better deals to fund. Mentors love it because there's so many great mentors who just want to pay it forward and tell you how they did that, done that, how to overcome things. And of course, entrepreneurs love it because they're going to be better at their hustle. So that's an example of how like I use the movement mentality to do that. And and, and you're one of the first people to hear this. I am so inspired by this movement that I've been able to create with Youngree, and we still have a lot of work to do. That I'm actually going to create a book called The Movement Economy. I'm actually literally developing the uh, the idea, and I'm going to use what we did with Youngery, use these examples and then um, take it to the moon because um, more companies need to realize we live in a movement-based world now.
0: Awesome. Ash, you're getting me fired up, man. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. I know it's a Sunday. We work, man. We hustle every day, right? Yeah. If folks want to get in contact with you, learn more about Youngery and all the amazing things that you are doing, what's the best Twitter handle to reach you?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm going to give a Twitter handle. I'm going to give my email and I'll tell you why in a second. Twitter, follow Youngry at stay Youngry, S-T-A-Y-Y-O-U-N-G-R-Y. Now, if you were inspired by this interview and if you want a free copy of my first entrepreneur book, a digital version, send me an email. I'm going to send you a free copy. A-S-H at dot com. That's ash at com.
0: Ash, have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks, brother.